Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, Episode 55. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm good. I'm, I'm very pleased to announce that on this Episode 55 of Podcast Room 303, we, we keep bringing in multiple talented people. We, we brought in Eric, who no longer listens to the podcast, so he can go fuck himself. Nevada Putnam, who is our uh, resident hockey uh, analyst, our hockey expert. Uh, and now I'm pleased to announce uh, that we have our very own uh, Joe Rogan-esque young Jamie. We're going to call him an intern right now until he earns his place, but uh, my good friend, George Soto. George, say hello to the people. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Happy to be here. I thought I thought you like put your phone on your microphone on mute, and I was like, "And George is no longer uh, part of the <laughs> podcast, so we're gonna move on." We've uh, we have a good podcast for you guys today. Uh, we're gonna talk about obviously the Fernando Tatis uh, extension, the Carson Wentz trade, the NBA All Star uh, starters, and a couple of of little bits here and there. Uh, but we'll start with with trivia. Jermaine, you want to do trivia, or you want me to do it? Sure, uh, I'll kick off trivia and then I'll move right into Nick talks out of his ass. So, without further ado, this week's trivia question is: How many quarterbacks drafted in the first round from the years 2009 to 2016 remain with the team that drafted them? All right, so we got to get it, move into Nick talks out of his ass. So, episode 54 was kind of a cluster. There was a lot of edits that went into it just to get that episode to come out. So if you experience a little choppiness and then that very abrupt ending of the episode itself, uh, we apologize. We had some technical difficulties and, uh, (laughs) it took about a whole week for us to actually get the, the podcast chopped and screwed. So that's why it was named H town chopped and screwed. But the amazing editorial skills of, of Jermaine Colomendez uh, was able to get it done in only what'd you say four hours? No, dude, it took me like eight, maybe oh, Jesus, maybe longer than that. But I was drinking, so it was fun. Hey, well, thank you for your service. <laughs> My pleasure. Tax dollars well, jump- well spent. 
That's right. We'll jump right into GM with, with Jermaine. And as I mentioned, the Fernando Tatis contract. So Fernando Tatis just got the third largest extension in MLB history. 14 years, $340 million extension. All right, it's the third largest deal in MLB history behind Trout and Betts. However, Trout and Mookie Betts, Mike Trout and Mookie Betts, uh, both got their extension at age 27. Or got got their deals at 27. Mike Trout did get an extension, uh, his first extension when he was 24. Can you look that up, Jermaine? Or uh, uh, George. Uh when Trout's first extension was. Uh, but Fernando Tatis is only 22 and got $200 million more than Mike Trout, best player in baseball history's first extension. I I mean, I, I love it. I, I think that, you know, we're, we're finally, the MLB is starting to finally realize that they have a marketable star or they're actually finally marketing a star. Does that make sense? Yeah, this is what I was talking about. Well, off the line, obviously, but, you know, they posted a ridiculous comment that LeBron James wears 23 for Fernando Tatis Jr. And you and I are always like, come on now. But it's refreshing to see because this is the stance they should have taken with Mike Trout, and they didn't they do it. Mike they'll Tr- should Mike- take with Mike Trout. And they don't because, I don't know, because he doesn't talk very much. And so that's that's the difference. Like, Fernando Tatis Jr. is very in-your-face, right? He's got style. He's got panache. He loves to be, you know, kind of showboat, which is awesome. It's what baseball needs. He likes to swing on 3-0 pitches. The audacity. So MLB is finally realizing it, and they're trying to market to young kids who want fresh, new, and exciting. They don't want Kevin Mather. (laughs) Whoa. What's with a Kevin Mather slander? Foreshadowing that bum. Uh, I don't know if I agree with signing a 14-year deal at 200 with the way that the cap is going to infinitely grow and stuff. But, you know, who am I to tell him, no, don't take $340 million? Well, I I may remind you, Jermaine, this segment is not called agenting with with Jermaine. It's called GMing with Jermaine, and the GM Jermaine would love this extension. Yes, He's going to be a bar- he's going to be a bargain in 6 years. Fun fact, when Fernando Tatis is in his final year of this deal, Bobby Bonilla will be in the final year of his getting paid 1 million dollars by the New York Mets. <laughs> yes, it's always about Bobby Bonilla, bro. Always. I love it. God, for that's a you- sad day when we can't celebrate Bobby Bonilla day. For those of you who don't know, George, what what day is Bobby Bonilla day? Like February 9th or something. I thought it was like February 9th. The the Mets signed then slugger Bobby Bonilla in 2001 to a a basically a a contract, a 35-year contract in which they paid him 1 million dollars a year to avoid paying him something like 15 million dollars right then. And it was the Mets' genius play, they thought. What's up, George? Every July 1st. Every July 1st. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they, they paid him trying to avoid this, this I mean, this single lump sum of money. And they ended up paying him three times it. And every year on July 1st, we celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day. But at the end of this Fernando Tatis extension, we'll have to stop celebrating Bobby Bonilla Day. Because of inflation, right? It's it's really like empty dollars, so it's the same it's the same total value. Yeah, I don't know if if, if I, I don't know if that's true. I don't think that's true. I think he's getting paid like one point five now, probably. I'm just and, trying to help the think, Mets out. 
Think think about that. The ba- one of baseball's most marketable and best stars right now, Fernando Tatis, is twenty two years old. Fourteen years he'll be thirty six. Carry the one that was quick math. Shout out to uh, shout out to math, my boy. Bobby Bonilla, his contract spanned the entire career length of Fernando Tatis and players before that. Probably Fernando Tatis was like five years old when Bobby Bonilla got his contract, and he will be probably retired. By the time Bobby Bonilla stops getting paid by the New York Mets, it is a colossal. Like we want to talk about not GMing with Jermaine, that is a colossal failure by the New York Mets. It's it's one of the worst GMing decisions I have ever seen. It's almost What's, as bad as trading no, the no, second no, overall no, pick, no. Oh. Carson Wentz, to Indianapolis for a twenty twenty two conditional second round pick and a twenty twenty one third round pick. That's how bad that that GMing decision is. No, I wasn't going to bring up Arenado, but now I am. Good. So the so the so the Carson Wentz pick. So, so Philadelphia traded their uh, misaligned. What what word would you use to describe him, Jermaine? Much maligned. Much maligned quarterback Carson Wentz and as Jermaine said their second overall pick to Indy for a 2021 for this year's third round pick. And a 2022 conditional pick, which has uh, stipulations in there that if Wentz does uh, great, it has the chance to rise to a 2022 first round pick. Yeah, he, what does he probably make, has to play a certain amount of games. I think he has to make the. I think he has to make the playoffs or make the Super Bowl or something. Damn. Um, so they're probably not getting that pick. The, the what, what what doesn't make sense? Well, obviously, when when you have a superstar, right? Houston is going to find this out. When you have a superstar and a franchise QB who wants out, you have to balance as a GM. You have to balance whether you want that person to be a cancer in your locker room or you want to move on for something that is probably below his worth. In my opinion, Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis under head coach Frank Reich, the guy that was his offensive coordinator when he won the Super Bowl, is one of the best decisions he could have made. For the Eagles, probably not. You trade away a third-round pick for Carson Wentz this year and a second round, conditional second round, which has a chance to raise to a first round. Right. You hope that the Colts aren't that good. You hope that it doesn't rise up to that level. But no, 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 you no. S- they receive that. They hope the Colts are that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, that's what I meant. But you retain $33.8 million in dead money from his contract, which means the Eagles are still $40 million over the salary cap. Howie Roseman, what a colossal failure. Like unilaterally. You fired your head coach, your Super Bowl winning head coach, to appease your number two overall pick quarterback. Yet you trade him away on top of that. Well, did we? I mean, now, did did did, it, did they did they fire Doug Peterson because Carson Wentz, or did they yes. fire Doug Peterson because the locker room didn't want Doug Peterson anymore? I think it's the latter. I think it's before that because him and Carson weren't on speaking terms. For much of last season, something that 2000, 10, 10 or eleven, ten or eleven weeks, they didn't speak to each other. That two thousand eighteen tweet with him and Peterson saying we're just getting started didn't age very well, did it? No, not at all. Absolutely not. It's I just don't understand. If you're going to take a thirty three point eight million dollar cap hit, you you should expect something more back. 
and not just just, and and not just hope for for the team that you got that pick from to be good you're basically hoping you're basically putting your success your future success in another team's hands so you're you traded away a quarterback in order to get a good pick you're hoping he balls out for another team instead of your team on top of that the gm didn't restructure this year's cap hit with him before trading him, you could have turned converted that money into a signing bonus. You could have stretched it out to go over the extending re- remainder of that life of that contract. They didn't do any of it. They threw their cards in, and now they're all in on Jalen Hurts with no supporting cast around him. There's talks about Deshaun Jackson getting released. There's talks about Alshon Jeffrey getting released. There's talks about Zach Ertz getting released. On top of that... You trade him away, you don't get a first-round pick back. Not even one. And the rumor is that you might draft another quarterback now? That's that's what I was going to say when you said they're all in on Jalen Hurts. I was like, uh, uh, and Deshaun Jackson has already been released. Man, it would be real nice if they took Justin Jefferson, huh? Doesn't he play for the Vikings, though? It'd be real nice if they drafted DK Metcalf. But he plays for the Seahawks. Philadelphia, what an absolute shit. You know what? Impromptu, you've been fined, you've been cut, Howie Roseman, Philadelphia. You should be banned from football. And for some reason, your team's probably going to make the playoffs next year because you play in the NFC least. I don't know. Watch out for the football team, man. All right, so you remember we were talking off the line about the Atlanta Falcons? And we were... (laughs) You said you wanted... so So real quick, before we move on from Carson Wentz, uh, the Eagles get a conditional f- or get a first round pick if he plays seventy five percent of offensive snaps or seventy percent of snaps and the playoffs and makes the playoffs. Yeah, bad. I told it's you it was it was it was playing. Yeah, there's no way it was Super Bowl. They would not take that. Well, <laughs> never mind. They probably would have taken it. Dumbasses. <laughs> Did you just go All on right, for so- five minutes about how Howie Roseman is an awful GM? Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, enough said. Fine and cut. So you remember the Atlanta Falcons thing? Do you have what you want to talk about, or or we're just gonna let that slide? No. So so Jermaine and I the other day were in a text message conversation, and and we're just missing each other completely. You ever have those conversations with your friends where you you're both just saying something, and the only replies you're giving each other is "Huh? What?" and and that that was it the other day. So what I was saying is, so the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Jermaine gave a stat. You want to give the stat again? You're on mute, Jermaine. Keep talking. Let me pull it up for you real quick. Didn't you just, you just had it? I can't keep no. talking if you don't have the stat. <laughs> the stat I is critical to I my I don't talk. have the stat. Now You're just, the one who wanted to gonna, talk about Now this. I'm just going to filibuster. Now I'm This just was filibuster. your talking point. I'm supposed to have the stat for no, you. No, it's not. To make your point. Yes. All right. So the Falcons were 4-12 and 12 last year. If their games ended at halftime, they would have made the playoffs. What, so what, what, when I was texting Jermaine, my thought was looking way in the future for next year's for 2022 NFL season bet totals. I was telling Jermaine that we need to take a look at one score games and basically average out like we do in baseball with with lucky versus unlucky. We need to average out one score games and use that to predict a team's win total. You use that as one of our factors in predicting a, a team's win total last or next year. That's all that I'm I was not, saying. I'm about not. Atlanta I'm Browns. not betting Atlanta. Take the under. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I probably will not bet Atlanta either. But. <laughs> uh, all right, so that was a little anticlimactic, so I'll just end it with Nick. Fuck you. That's that's a little rude. I mean, that's just it's kind of just just because I just because you didn't have the stat pulled up and I had to filibuster like a professional podcaster. This was your point. Do you, uh, anyway, anyways, let's move on to did, baseball. Did, 
Yeah, did you hear that Tim Tebow retired? I did not know. Yeah, is Tim that Tebow news? retired from. Yeah, it is. He, yeah, it's news when a dude retires after hitting two twenty six and and only reaching AAA. That's so, pretty. Uh, it's pretty impactful. So Tim Tebow two twenty six uh, batting average. Don't have any other stats because they don't matter. Uh, over four years, the highest level he made it was AAA. His his career highlights, I guess, in the uh, is is hitting a home run in his first minor league at bat. Uh, and then facing Max Serger twice in spring training and striking out both times. Those are probably his career highlights. I, I will say one one thing that was good for you know people people like to people like to in baseball like to use you know the 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 cause for Tim Tebow that you know he's taken a spot away from some guy who worked his whole life to earn it. And I I can you can probably convince me of that point. But in 2017. They did a study, and Tim Tebow brought an extra 2,500 fans on average to teams when his team was on the road, when St. Lucia was on the road. That's $1.6 million in additional revenue for each team. That's a pretty impressive stat right there. Which is a huge amount of money to minor league baseball teams. I want to know how much money he brought to St. Lucia. I bet you those games sold out nightly or daily, whenever they played. Probably that's, nightly, yeah. That's pretty wild. That was some. That was uh. That was some Tebow mania. Yeah, I mean, I, the the dudes put the dude puts ass asses in seats, regardless of what you think about him. And you know, before the, I would have said that this is great for minor league baseball, but I believe that all these gains in revenue have been completely erased by the COVID pandemic. So, <laughs> I guess I guess we're kind of at a net loss uh, there. They need to bring Tebow back. Actually, I heard Howie Roseman's calling him to back up Jalen Hurts. They're gonna no, get it's, it's going to be an open competition. Competition, Jesus! Could you imagine the uproar in Philadelphia <laughs> if that happened, dude? Yeah, I, I maybe are they, are they both? Is Jalen Hurts left-handed, or am I making that up? Yeah, he's left-handed. No, you're making that up. Okay, you can't pick both sides. Way to straddle no. there, buddy. No, 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 no. He's not. Because I, I thought about it, but he played on the team with Tua Tagovailoa, who is left-handed. But Jalen Hurts is not. Oh, okay. I would have known uh, if Alabama had two left-handed quarterbacks. They're a dime a dozen. Uh, our, our podcast editor here has just corrected me. Apparently, it's Port... How do you say it, George, since you're the big Florida guy? Port St. Lucie. Oh, Port St. Lucie. Sorry. All right. Well, there was the Nick Tokes out of his ass for you. Sorry, I didn't, sorry, I didn't get the team of the Mets high A affiliate right. Be better tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and then hey, Jermaine, George, you, is, you, George is already paying dividends. I love it. Yeah, he's yeah. You, I bet you do. Well, replace <laughs> his ass with you. The only one Hispanic man's needed on this podcast. Sorry, it's twenty twenty one, dude. We only cast Hispanics now. See Pedro Pascal. See Oscar Isaac. Yeah, we don't need. <laughs> I don't need to be. I don't need this to look like actual America. I want it to look like the America of my dreams. <laughs> it's a good thing All right, we're not so the NC NCAA- podcast. I'd be everything I'd say is be would be overanalyzed. Oh my god, they would think you're so serious too, because people don't have a sense of humor. That's right. The NCAA has confirmed twenty five percent capacity. I'm going to look into getting tickets, dude. Where are the Where are the sites? Or oh, it's only at one. Indianapolis. Okay. Great city. Slept on American City. Indianapolis. When does it start? Oh, man. Good thing we got George with us. Good thing we got George. George, when does the NCAA tournament start this year? I want to say 
17th is the playing games and 19th is or 18th is playing and 19th is round one starts which is weird because round one usually starts on a thursday but it's a friday this year yeah but we actually have the tournament so let's not complain about when the tournament starts and when it doesn't start i just said it was weird i'm not Uh, upset that it starts on a friday that means you can show up to vegas on a friday now and not miss any games hot dog gotta go to starts on march 18th boom i was already ahead of the game that's what i just said thanks george appreciate it we're gonna move on to some international football and uh Nick's going to hit us with a quick little Champions League recap. Yes, yeah, so no, I mean, no, nothing really happened uh, in the Champions League. Not shocking. Uh, PS, I, I mean, in, in what was supposed to be the, the game of the the game of last week, uh, PSG whooped Barcelona. I thought that game was going to be a lot closer. Dortmund won uh, 2-0 against RB Leipzig. Dortmund beats of, what did I just say? Dort- I said Liverpool. Liverpool beat RB Leipzig 2-0. Dortmund played Sevilla, beat them 3-2, and uh, Porto beat uh, Juventus 2-1. So nothing surprising really happened, right, Jermaine? I was laughing because, like, I know. a lot no, of it was – but I was like, Nick's going to let us know what happened. He was like, meh, nothing really happened. I was like, all right, moving on, next subject. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the you know, Juventus, is, Juventus has been so hot and cold this year. It's, it's really weird, and I – you know, actually, this maybe this isn't as shocking. We we like to think of Juventus as this big bad Italian club, and we like to think of Porto as this little plunky, you know, port, Portuguese side. But how many years has you know Porto been in the final eight or the you know the the last four? Uh, it seems recently Porto has always been in the conversation of you know they've been right there or or they've been right at the doorstep for for making this. So I I you know I'm not really that shocked. Given Juventus' recent struggles, that they were beaten by Porto. I mean, obviously they have a second leg, right? This was in Porto's. This was in uh, Lisbon, right? So when we go back to uh, to Italy, that it, it will probably be a different tune. And everybody knows that Ronaldo loves being down, so that he can, you know, build his legacy. So can we really be can we really be convinced that this isn't just an attempt by Ronaldo to continue to build his legacy? My man likes to create drama, bro. He knows what puts butts in the seats. That's all it is. And then today, I will, I will say that Porto is the opposite of United. They always seem to get a pretty good draw. <laughs> that's why they can advance yeah, so far. United gets like every true. worst draw you can get. Uh, and then today, right in, in our second in our second. Uh, our second week of the first leg of the round of 16. There you go. Work through that in your brains. Atletico Madrid plays Chelsea. Lazio, who we're going to talk about in a second, plays Bahrain. Or, uh, Bahrain plays Bayern. Uh, Atalanta plays Real Madrid. And Mönchengladbach plays uh, Man City. And those will be... And then we'll, we'll recap that, obviously, next episode. But uh, Jermaine... Did you uh, you you have some news about Lazio? Hold on, we can't just glance over the fact that Barcelona got whooped the way they got whooped by PSG. Yes, we can. I'm just saying, I mean, four I, one. I, I mean, what is what is Barcelona in La Liga? Have they been doing Have they been doing good this year? They're fourth in La Liga this year. I mean, that's not terrible. They're five. They're they're a point behind Sevilla. They're five points behind Real, and they're eight points behind Atletico. Yeah, but that's not terrible for for Barcelona. We're talking about Barcelona, not like Newcastle United. Yeah, but Barcelona's been actively imploding for like two years. There you go. So why are you surprised that one of the best because teams PSG in soccer PSG played without it? Neymar. 
it doesn't matter. PSG is still really good. I'm just saying. I figured, you know, everyone's goat is on Barcelona that he would have showed up, right? Listen, this is the worst phrase in sports. Because I said last week on the podcast that, like, yeah, this is going to be a good game. And now for me to come back and be like, yeah, I could have seen this happen. Like, that's the worst thing I could say, but I'm still going to say it and be incredibly hypocritical. Be like, yeah, I, I mean, like, it's not shocking that PSG won 4-1. to one. For, Where was this game at, though? It was uh, in Paris. Was it in Paris? Come on, man. You keep answering and then straddling. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. dude. Because I'm confident, all right? I'm keep confident. And I'm like... MB. And he's just like, eh? Eh? Maybe. Is it? No, it was All in right. uh, Barcelona. So we're going to move on to another piece of soccer news that's actually uh, part of Fine him and Cut him, but we're going to cover it now. So uh, Italian side, Lazio, is uh, in a bit of a sticky situation right now for COVID-19 test tampering. So President Claudio Lotito and club doctors Ivo Pulsini and Fabio Rodia stand accused by prosecutors of having failed to properly report positive cases to the appropriate health authorities and not enforcing the mandatory 10-day isolation period for an asymptomatic player who was later involved in a league match. So they still haven't re- they still haven't revealed the player's name by the way. <laughs> so uh you know they're talking about what's his name? Their spokesperson says, we trust in sporting ju- justice, which will be expressed in the appropriate offices. So they've deferred to the Italian courts to figure out what's going on. So this actually happened on November 3rd, and this is the force, uh, first I'm hearing of it. So That's interesting. So you well, uh, pre-show, you talked about, uh, we talked about Juventus in the early 2000s getting actually relegated from Serie A because of a match-fixing scandal. Correct. Yeah. So they were uh, they were trying to influence match officials, and they when they were regular they could face the same thing. But um, also with that, they can they were uh, what was the other options? They would lose points, move down to this division, and be prevented from playing in like extra trophy tournaments. Let's do it right now. Do it today. Pass the judgment today. Yeah, like, how much more time do you need? What did it or did it not happen? I feel like that's a pretty easy thing to prove. What 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 is relegation going to do to Lazio in the end? They're just gonna they're just gonna win the the Serie B. I assume it's Serie B. It's the amount of revenues that that's lost from not being in. Le- um, well, you shouldn't Syria. have hit COVID tests. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Well, you okay? You can't ask. What is it gonna do? I answer your question, then you just spin it. Well, sorry, you guys shouldn't have sucked. Shouldn't have sucked. (laughs) I I think all those punishments that happens, you should get deducted points now, prevented from being in Champions League, relegated, and make them pay a fine. Who's their Who's their best player? Jeez, make them make them sell him. Is it still Mario Balotelli? Is he still with Lazio? I don't know. That's a good question. It's a good question for George. <laughs> now, Yo, see, now, now we just have somebody else to rag on, so we don't have to look it up. Yo, he has the best name for the fact checker or like the researcher because we can call him Curious George. Or Jorge. Perfect. <laughs> curious Curious Jorge, bro. That's what we'll curious call Curious Jorge. That was good. <laughs> Spanish, 
Spanish. Did you say toot your own whore? <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoa, wait. <laughs> That's Spanish, got a lot of negative connotations. Spanish in fuego, as they say. <laughs> and I'm filibustering and filibustering and filibustering. So let's just move on to NBA. We're moving he'll on to NBA. NBA. <laughs> he'll, get us, he'll get us that information when he gets it. Yeah. Uh, oh, he so said, yes, I, he is. He is still in Lazio? Yes, yes. He is. That's poor. Dude, I tell you what. He's been on Lazio for like 10 years, dude. <laughs> dude, that's why I was just like, man, you think he got tired by now? I guess not. I, I wanted to get your opinion on this. And, and this is like, oh, this is a, it's a while back. It's, it, was, it happened right after we recorded the last episode. But the Detroit Pistons. No. Bench. Cle- no. Cleveland Cavaliers. Sorry, you ca- Cleveland. You're right. Thank you. Cleveland Cavaliers benched Andre Drummond because they didn't want him to get hurt. And they knew they were going to trade him. So they're letting their younger players get some playing time because they know he's going to trade him. Draymond Green of the Warriors, completely removed from the situation, but a social activist in his own right, spoke up about the trade drama and said that it's a two-way street and that teams can't get angry at guys like James Harden when he demands his way out of Houston and then do this thing to Andre Drummond and players like that. What are your thoughts on this? It's pretty, uh, it's interesting. I think both situations are wrong. The way they've been handled are both wrong. So, completely, can both people be wrong? (laughs) Yeah, that's what, like, James Harden should not have done what he did when he was asking for a trade. You know what I mean? You also, you don't publicly request a trade, but you also don't let the guy warm up, send out your, your executive or your team official to grab him, bring him back into the locker room, have him change into street clothes, and then bring him back out to the bench <laughs> just because you're going to trade the guy. So, if you do that, you should just send him on his way. If you're going to do that and trade him, he should have been traded. That's what I don't understand. Like, you don't bench the guy if you don't already have the trade. Don't, don't bench him because we're going to probably trade him. <laughs> yeah. They like, haven't traded him yet, have they? No, he's still on the team. <laughs> so he's actually not with the team anymore. I think he's staying at home, so that way he doesn't get COVID-19 either. Yeah, that's not shocking. I probably would just stay at home, too. I can hoop in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, and he's getting paid like $28 million or something like that. So there's a lot of teams interested. I don't think they're going to end up trading him, though. I think he's going to end up getting bought out. And this whole situation could have got avoided from that. So with that being said... You have presidents of the, is. Could you look up for me, George, if Draymond Green has any role or title in the NBA Players Association? But why is it that he always has to say something about something? Let the, your elected officials say something. Why didn't Kyrie Irving say anything? Why didn't Chris Paul say anything, who's been the president of the Players Association? Why is it up to Draymond? And then why is it that Draymond says something? All of a sudden, we're asking LeBron about his thoughts on what Draymond said. I don't give a fuck what LeBron thinks about what Draymond said. I don't give a fuck what Draymond said. That's not his situation. Draymond, you know I, play better. Play better. You, you, you know what I think was funny? Right that I looked it up. I, I looked it up, and Draymond's comments came after the game. After the Cleveland game and after the Warriors game. Do you know what games were happening simultaneously? <laughs> the Draymond, the Cleveland Cavaliers games and the Warriors game. So Draymond Green had to have gotten into the locker room 
already like gotten in the locker room, looked at his phone, and and had like I don't know how he got this information when it was happening simultaneously and they weren't playing each other. And he comes <laughs> to the press conference outraged. I don't I don't understand. And then yeah, asking asking LeBron. Well, we always have to ask LeBron. Like, do you have do you have a you have an opinion on everything else? Do you have an opinion on this? And he probably was like, not when it affects my money. Let's ask him rights about- violations in China. Well, where I don't see them. Pulling the classic Sleepy Joe. Yeah. It's a genocide is a cultural thing. All right, Sleepy Joe. I don't think that's how that works, but all right, expert. Oh, dude, I got so Green mad. Like, dude, you're my president. You can't be saying that. What, George? Yeah, Draymond Green has nothing to do with the uh, Players Association. He has no no standing. Draymond Green is his own Players Association. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's, it's the Greenbacks Foundation. It's, it's a brotherhood, dog. Unreal. That's what I, like why is why didn't Chris Paul say something? You know what I mean? Because he's you busy have, playing basketball. <laughs> yeah, he's actually doing his job. Draymond Green's and, sucking butt. And has Kyrie comments Irving, for everything. Ky, Kyrie Irving is too busy doing research on the flat earth. Kyrie Irving is balling right now though. So I can't really <laughs> can't really t- that dude. Whew. The, uh, you, you, you you said to me pre show. And we we discussed it last week about what what teams are surprised and, and what teams we both kind of commented that you know hey Utah's on a great run right they're twenty four and six right now they have an average margin of victory of nine point six points right number one in the NBA you made a comment to me pre show that Utah is the poor man's Houston it clicked to me I was watching Utah and everyone's gushing about how. They just pour in threes from everywhere, all ends of the courts. Everyone shoots threes, blah, blah, blah. Look at Rudy Gobert blocking shots and anchoring the defense. And I was just like, it clicked in my head. I know what team this team is now. And for a while there, I thought it was like the 4 Detroit Pistons with a lower ceiling because the Detroit Pistons won the chip that year. But Utah is a poor man's Houston. Like we've seen a team shoot this hot, get this hot from three decimate the league in the regular season i mean not quite to the effective nature that utah is doing right now but and then we see it flounder in the playoffs and then everyone's just like why why what happened to utah what happened to utah so i'm gonna continue to stand on my hill of i don't believe in utah until utah proves me wrong and i will gladly eat that soup sandwich by the way, Jermaine is, of course, not referring to the current Houston Rockets team, but the Houston Rockets team that included James Harden and uh, Westbrook, Russell. Well, Westbrook. any iteration that in, in you know for the last five, four or five years that involved Harden and Chris Paul, or Harden and Westbrook, or you know whoever Harden was playing sidekick with. So we've seen those teams; they all got this hot they all did this they were like oh man they're doing unprecedented things blah blah blah. they're shooting and then in a seven game series they get figured out they get shut down they get taken out of the game and i don't think donovan mitchell's better than james harden so that's that's the comparison i'm making utah is a poor man's houston and until they do something to prove me wrong that's the hill i'm gonna stand on but like jermaine said he's fully ready to eat that soup sandwich 1,000%. I don't want them to, to, to fail. Like, I'm not actively rooting for any team to fail, except for... Mm, no, I'm not. Not right now, anyways. I'm trying to think. Who do I... I just, like... San Antonio? Because they won too much? 
I mean, the Lakers and Celtics because they have so many titles. <laughs> yeah. But, LeBron James. <laughs> I, don't, nah, I don't care if he wins another one. Yeah. So inexplicably, Jermaine, you and I both can't explain it. How the socially conscious, the normally socially conscious NBA is still deciding to go ahead with their all-star game. So they announced the other day uh, that the 2021 uh, all-star game starters were revealed. Uh, Western Conference, obviously, anchor captain by LeBron James. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, Stephen Curry, uh, Nikola Jokic, Jokic, and uh, Kawhi Leonard are the starters for the Western Conference. On the Eastern Conference, captained by Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel, Joel Embiid. God, I can't talk today. Well, I, see, like, I feel like I say that every podcast. Maybe we just do the podcast on days that I can't talk. Um, so, like I said, the game will be on March 7th. The uh, Team Durant and Team LeBron will uh, have their draft on the 4th of March. So... Well, first, first, let's talk about the actual players, Jermaine, and then we'll get into the actual why is this happening. And and you have some facts about the All-Star game. We'll get into that and then talk about the actual why. My my question is, Luka Doncic over Damian Lillard? Oh, man, don't get me started on that, man. Even even Luka, John, Luka, even Luka, when he was asked the question, was like, I don't know how I'm starting over this, dude. The problem, okay, so... I know what the I know what the issue is is that Luca's a young star and that you know you can't have him not be a starter in the All Star game. So yeah, it, I mean the fan vote decided between the two. Lulu, shut it. Keep talking, dude. She's she's gonna keep she's gonna keep going crazy in the background. <laughs> it's like in podcasting, people can't understand that you have actual lives. <laughs> Anyways, Luca Doncic won the fan vote. That's why he won won the nod. But uh, other than that, why do we still have fan votes? Until you get rid of fan votes, you can't you can't list all star when you're when you're putting somebody up for accolades. You, yeah, you, you, you really just can't can. do it. Like that's that, like in, in we we talk about it a lot in in uh, football, right? Pro Bowls versus All Pros. I don't care about Pro Bowls because the fans voted in. Yeah, the Pro Bowl is useless, and NBA All Star starters. I guess it doesn't really matter because Dame's going to make the star the All Star team. So in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. But and Luca's been balling this year. So, but I mean, Dame Lillard is doing it without Nurkic, <laughs> McCollum. Yeah. Who else? Who else is hurt on that squad? It seems like every oh Collins is hurt. Who else is hurt on that? Rodney Hood is probably still hurt, or if he's playing, he's not doing much. Like it's it's Dame, Carmelo, Ennis Cantor, and Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> and he's got the that's, he's got that's, that's a team if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, that's I think he's got them sitting what fifth in the Western Conference right now. That I mean, if he's got anywhere near fifth, that's just wild. Yeah, he's got them fifth right now. He's also playing with an abdominal Lillard's strain that what? happened on February 3rd. He has a abdominal strain that happened on February 3rd. Damian Lillard does. Damian Lillard is playing without his entire left side of his body <laughs> and, still, and still dicing up the league. So, I mean, that's my only really complaint. I don't think Luka shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Luka should absolutely be an but not all-star. A yeah, not over Dame. You know what I mean? If you want to start him, put him over Steph Curry, but you also can't do that. So the reserves will be announced on February 23rd, which is tomorrow as of recording this. 
But uh, onto a little bit of the breakdown of how the All Star weekend is going to be condensed into one day. So, uh, as part of the ball game, the All Star game is going to ra- uh, the money raised will be given. Obviously, not all of it, but it will be given to historically black colleges. So, two point five million is the estimation. It might be more, it might be less. But then, before the All Star game, we'll have the skills challenge and the three point contest, and at halftime, we'll have the dunk contest. So, I wonder how long this dunk contest is going to be. Because you're going to have to move it along. <laughs> yeah, it's just like move it along. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, fan favorite the Elam ending that took after the third quarter whichever team had their lead so if it was eight points they added kobe bryant's number to it and then they played to that in the fourth instead of having a timed quarter so that that made the game really exciting very competitive people got jonesed up and wanted to play but it's going to be interesting if this this game is kind of pointless without fans in the stands right because the all-star game is is purely for the fans like the players could care less I yeah, and also also the normally socially conscious NBA is kind of kind of missed the mark here right I mean the players have said they don't want to have the all-star game you're already not it, it the city Atlanta has told people do not come for the all-star game yeah don't, well don't, the, the mayor said this is yeah. a made for television event I don't know like yeah the, the whole festivity of the all-star game is being there normally in Vegas for, for no it's, it's not in Vegas it's in different cities every year no is it yeah, like the last one that went down was in Chicago. Mm. I, I believe last year's was supposed to be in Vegas, but it got canceled. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But it, the the like you said, it, it's about the fans, and there's no fan presence in the so I, city in the stadium. I mean, are you gonna get you're gonna get them to watch the? You know, I I really want to sit in my bedroom and watch the All Star game through my computer. Like that will really give me you know the. The really all star weekend uh, vibes. I, I don't. I I don't see why they're having it. This it, it would it would literally hurt no one at this point to just be like, here are the all stars, give them an accolade, and then we're not even going to play the game. Well, I can explain why it's happening. Money. Turner Sports and ESPN didn't get an all star game last year. They have a they have contracts in place with the NBA and therefore they're the ones pushing for it. And when people say that the players don't want to play this game, they really need to check the situation because the NBA Players Association had to sign off and vote on this. So the players do want to play this game. You have a few players, probably Draymond and LeBron, <laughs> who who don't want to play this game. And I I agree with LeBron about not playing this. And I what? I don't know about Draymond's comments on it, but that's what it is. This They lost a lot of revenue by not having it last year. They would have lost a lot this year. They're already losing a lot on all fronts. And so these their TV deals trumped the players in this instance. And for all the, that the league has done to work with the players, I think they can meet them halfway and give them this one night of... Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that money and TV deals was bigger than the players' opinions and player relations? Never in my history of watching, playing, and 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 really being a fan of sports have I ever seen that happen. Wow, I guess you haven't watched enough. Never since last year when baseball didn't start until halfway through the winter 
have I seen this happen? Halfway through the summer, bro. No, I meant the winter. I, I says what I mean. Okay. Screw you, screw, <laughs> screw you, Rob Manfred. All right, so yeah, I mean, I, I like, I, I don't really see. I, I guess, yeah, you meet the players halfway. You give them one, like you, you give them one night. But I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really understand why they're having the All Star game. No, I don't agree with it, but I'm explaining why it's happening. And the players, the players wanted to play it. True. I mean, that is that that is a that is a damning statement right there that the NFL or the the NBA Players Association signed off on the All Star Game. Ultimately, that is the play, the union that represents the players. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. if you don't like it, LeBron, you can talk about how much you don't like it, but you like. Are you be just, president of the players? Association. Are, you, are you just being a sore loser because you tried to voice your opinion at the players' association and got shot down by the majority of the league? And you want your opinion to be the one opinion that rules them all? Oh, is this Lord of the Rings? Yes, it is Lord Lord of the yeah Lord of the Courts. No, nah, it didn't work out. I tried to think of a pun off the top of my head. Didn't work out. <laughs> Should have went with Lord of the Hoops, bro. Yeah, that probably would have been better. All right, so let's move on to find him and cut him. We've rambled and bamboozled y'all enough. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to take mine first? No, you, it's your article, so you talk about it, and I will, I will counterpoint it. I will counterpoint it. So the no. Seattle Mariners CEO and president, Kevin Matt. Former. <laughs> I was going to get to that. Uh, Apologize for recent disparaging comments that surfaced. He's not apologizing for making them. He's apologizing that they surfaced because he said them and thought he would get away with it. But once they surfaced, now he's sorry. Yeah, he was at a club and or the club's video presentation. So he was giving a presentation and he said, let's see. This this isn't a club like everybody knows. This is like a rich, like a country club, Jermaine means. Yeah. And so he wasn't, it, so he, wasn't it's, in, he wasn't in Fubar with the laser lights going crazy giving a presentation. Yo, yeah, yo, yo, was, cut the track. It wasn't DJ CEO Mather. No, it was uh at a rotary club. And one of the comments that he made while at this rotary club that he thought was probably in private, uh he said, I'm going to say I'm tired or hold on. Let me start from the beginning. For instance, we just hired Iwakuma. He was a pitcher with us for a number of years. Wonderful human being. His English was terrible. He wanted to get back into the game. He came to us. We quite frankly want him as our Asian scout interpreter. What's going on with the Japanese league? He's coming to spring training. He continues on saying, I'm going to say I'm tired of paying his interpreter. When he was a player, we'd pay Iwakuma X, but we'd also have to pay $75,000 a year to have an interpreter with him. His English suddenly got better. His English got better when we told him that. So his second remark about another uh, minor league player in his number nine overall prospect in Major League Baseball. He says, Julio Rodriguez has got a personality bigger than all of you combined. He is loud. His English is not tremendous. So obviously tone and setting would would give us a lot more and i haven't actually heard the video myself but i can't imagine he was saying this in a flattering tone with that being said we do have to <laughs> we do have to get on to some of the more damning statements is that he was also accused of harassment by two former female employees and they were revealed in a 2018 report by the seattle times 2018 why is it so long 
Yeah. Wow. Well, because you had, remember in 2018, sexual harassment didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I remember guess so. it. It was it was buried by professional sports organizations. I think that's I think that's the damning thing that Seattle is trying. It, you know, call me call me in conspiracy theorist, but I think that's the damning thing that Seattle is now trying to get hidden through his comments. Do you see what I mean? Like Seattle's leaking his comments and being like, "This is why he resigned because he made these comments." Because if you look at the com- if you read those comments and 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 feel free to it's, it's an ESPN article feel free to look it up he like he has a weird fascination with players speaking english that i don't agree with right if if you're in if if you're in a if you're in an organization that uh gets your talent predominantly well that that has your that has talent a large portion of money and talent coming from spanish speaking nations and uh oh jesus um japanese yeah, but it's not just yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll say Japanese, Asian, Asian, Asian-based languages, right? Then, then you kind of have to be a little bit more tolerant of when these guys first come over. They don't speak a lot of English. Now, I think this guy was probably saying an opinion. I don't think that this is any sort of racist or you know racist remarks. I, I think that. It's, I, I, I'm I'm going to be entirely on the fence this one because, as we know, my comments mean diddly squat, and they can only be offensive to people. <laughs> but I, I just I, I don't I don't see the I don't see the egregious disparaging comments in here. I mean, yeah, he has a focus on players not being able to speak English well. So have so then you as the, the president and the CEO of the Mariners develop a pipeline, develop a language school that helps him speak English better. We don't know. I don't know if he's done that. I'm I'm sure he has now. He can't now. He's he's no longer the president and the CEO. But you know, I, and 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 not and not paying a, um, so the the example that I brought up was Ichiro. I don't. I didn't think I ever remembered seeing Ichiro. Uh, so and and our lovely uh, our lo- our lovely young young Georgie over here brought up that that Ichiro speaks English but is but prefers having interviews in his native language with an interpreter. So I mean that's 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 just the way uh, that's just the way it goes, I guess. My, so. my thing is is don't apologize and then resign. I'm I'm just either you're sorry. Listen, either you're Dan and, Snyder. <laughs> And you're not, and you're not going anywhere. Yeah, it's. <laughs> and my you're thing just gonna just keep like, up apologizing. Don't either. Don't be sorry because you're not because you actually feel those opinions, and then just resign or be sorry and then work to make it better. But as far as far as the the spectrum of fireable offenses or resigning offenses or losing your jobs or anything. His comments about the English speaking, maybe not that bad, but in totality with everything that he said in that one session with the Rotary Club, coupled with the fact that the Seattle Mariners are kind of burying this sexual harassment stuff from 2018 that I feel like should get a lot more traction, obviously. You know, it seems to me... He should have resigned for a host of other reasons. Also, this like was- he, he, if you read further down in the article between the sexual, between the disparaging comments and the the sexual harassment, which is the last paragraph, he says about uh, Kyle Seeger 
that Kyle Seeger has a chance to be a future Mariners Hall of Famer, but that he's overpaid. Who says this? About, all baseball players are overpaid. We know it. Move on. Shocker, an overpaid baseball player? Justin Upton got like $250 million. See Jason Hayward. Yeah, I mean, like, baseball players are, by definition, overpaid. I think 34 of the top 50 richest sports contracts in history are baseball players. Like, they're they're overpaid. And most of it is guaranteed. Great. Known issue. Common problem. Let's move on. Just say the dude deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. You don't even need that rest of the stuff. But yeah, I, makes, I would not... Uh, go. He makes comments about uh, their top prospects' uh, time and service and how he's how he is already planning to manipulate it so that way they're under contract for longer. Everybody knows they do this. <laughs> yeah. The Rockies did it with Story. The Cubs did it with Bryant. I, I mean, they're doing the Orioles are doing it with, with Rustman right now. The, the Rays are doing it with Franco. Everybody does this with prospects. The six and a half year, the six years of service time is manipulated so much so that they can get at least six years out of a player. Yeah, I'm just saying don't. Don't say it. <laughs> yeah, don't, but it's don't. yeah, it's it's just it's just like the whole overpaid thing. We know this common issue, known problem. Move on. Do something to fix it. And yeah, listen. Here's my thing. Like just like you said, apologize about making these comments. I mean, like, hey, look, I'm sorry I made these comments. The Seattle Mariners are are making a huge step towards towards helping these players feel more comfortable outside of their native country. Buy like establish a Seattle Mariners language institute, or donate money. Be like, hey, we're exclusively funneling, like we're we're building a you know a language institute you know some like in Seattle that that will hire the best English teachers or you know bilingual teachers that that'll help you know that'll help people speak English better. For kids that can't read and <laughs> for kids that can't read good and want to learn to do other things good, too. So and you would a, think they would do something like that. But yeah. Let's but move on to yours. Yeah. All right. So so Deion Sanders recently hired this offseason as the head coach of Jackson Jackson State, right? Historical black uh, college. Obviously, a big hire for the football team. A lot of, lot of press on the football team. They come out in their first game in the spring season because their fall season was canceled due to COVID and absolutely whoop a team called Edward Waters 53-0 to on national television. Everybody is on it. Deion Sanders getting, gets on the post-game press conference and says, first of all, this team played great, but... I had my wallet, chains, and phone, or wallet, uh, watches, and phone stolen from my bag in the locker room. At least they didn't get my chains. Doug, Dion, you literally just, I know that this is a theme for you, that you're all about, you're a me guy, right? You're, it's prime time, right? You're a me guy. You don't really care about anybody else. But like you just won at a historical black university, which has not had a lot of press on it, and you're instantly going to change it to your chains got stolen, your stuff got stolen. This is stuff that the university releases in a press release afterwards, right? Remember when Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey got stolen? Tom Brady didn't come to the Super Bowl presser and go, yo, hey, we played great. We had a great win, but my jersey got stolen, so can we get that back? Like, if, if, team, if stuff gets stolen, 
then don't take the credit off your players. And then he keeps going. So basically, the university released this press conference and said his stuff has been recovered. There was a misunderstanding. It's now in the hands of the school officials, right? And and it's been returned to to coach to coach Sanders. He then got on Twitter and went on this long rant about how no, it wasn't it was you know, it was the, you know, the school's fault. It was a school official. My assistant walked in on somebody stealing it, but she was she's a girl and she's not going to beat up a dude, so she let him go. Basically kind of implying that like Jackson State had something to do with this. Like somebody had access to the locker room and had access to Deion Sanders' bag, and now the school is trying to cover it up. That's the kind of air that his tweets had. And it's just continued. Since they've won, the only talk that I've seen on the internet has been one sentence about Jackson Jackson State and their 53-0 win. And then three paragraphs about Deion Sanders getting his stuff stolen and then his tweets and responses to the school basically putting out press conferences, like press releases. Dion, you're a millionaire, a multimillionaire. If you lose watches and a phone and, 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 and keys and a laptop, who cares? Go buy more. You're not primetime Deion Sanders. You're coach Deion Sanders now. It's all about the kids. It's not all about you. There's a reason you went to a historical black university, and it wasn't so that primetime could make it better. It was so that you could shed more light on these incredible athletes at the historical black university. And in your first game, you've already taken it back to you. And it's already all about you. I just can't. I was so I didn't know all this extra stuff about Twitter. God, Twitter needs to go away. I just <laughs> Twitter is just a cesspool. But I was wondering why Dion was getting so much backlash, but I didn't watch his press conference. I was happy that the school won. Not not won. They they throttled the other school in Demolished, fashion. Yeah. I just feel like he missed the point. Like he had the opportunity as a like nationally televised game to increase recruitment at these schools. And I <laughs> he might have done the opposite. Dude, this is this was one of the this was one of the trending headlines on ESPN. This was like one of the top news stories. And the top news story did not say Jackson State wins 53 nothing. It said Dion has items stolen after Jackson State game. Oh, a game happened? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, there was a, and the, like I said, the first line of that was Jackson State wins uh Jackson State wins uh 53 nothing and then it moved on. Man, he's got a lot to learn about being a coach. Yeah. Uh, from from George, Deion Sanders is worth $40 million, $40 million, and his deal at the school is 300000 for four years. Dion, dog. I don't know. I don't know what kind of fancy Floyd Mayweather watches you're walking around with, but one of two things. Go buy more or don't bring that kind of stuff to the game and leave it in the locker room. Listen, dude, if I don't leave my if I don't leave my shitty iPhone in the bag when I go to the gym, when I don't leave that in the <laughs> locker room, you should probably take it from my book. I right. I, I wasn't sure if Dion belonged here, but um <laughs> it's pretty damning, my guy. Welcome to prime time, baby. Yeah. You've been fine and cut. <laughs> oh my yeah. Hey, welcome to Fine and Cut Prime Time. All right, so let's wrap it up, and we'll we'll hit the uh, trivia answer, not the trivia question. But we asked at the beginning of the podcast how many quarterbacks drafted in the first round from the years of 2009 to 2016 remain with the team that drafted them. Would you like to take a guess, Nick? Oh, George, would you like to take a guess? I'll go with 
Absolute zero. That's right, George. Zero. I mean, <laughs> here, here, here's the more shocking stat. So here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go over these quarterbacks drafted in the first round from 2009 to 2016. Josh Freeman, Mark Sanchez, Matt Stafford, Tim Tebow, Sam Bradford, Christian Ponder, Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locker, Cam Newton, Brandon Whedon, remember him, Ryan Tannehill, RG3, Andrew Luck, EJ Manuel, remember him, he's on TV every Sunday, Teddy Bridgewater, Johnny Manziel, Blake Bortles, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Paxton Lynch, he's mowing lawns somewhere, Carson Wentz, and Jared Goff. So first of all, two points I'm going to make after this, scouts suck. (laughs) Awful, horrendous list of quarterbacks. Awful. The the other thing is, of these quarterbacks, seven of them were cut. 16 and 22. Yeah, and 16, Jermaine's right, 16 of these quarterbacks, their team received nothing in return. Only one team, sorry, only two, two maybe two teams, only one team right now, the Detroit Lions, Received a received their first round pick back. Ah, we gotta praise the Detroit Lions a little more based on this yeah. new information, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! The, bro. the Rams who drafted Goff in 2016 and had not had a first round pick since then got Matt Stafford a 2009 first round selection. Yeah, I mean you, but Matt Stafford over Jared Goff. There are there is only there are yeah, only how many of them are in the league? Yeah. Uh, Stafford, Newton, Goff, Wentz, RG3, Bridgewater, Mariota, Winston, Wentz, Goff, Tannehill. You're right. There are, there are, looking at this list, there's only four quarterbacks who had over six years with their team. Man, NFL scouts are not good. Yeah, NFL scouts are boo-boo. Only one of them won a Super Bowl, by the way. Who is that? Carson Wentz. Technically, he won a Super Bowl. I mean, he, he, he was an MVP that year until he got hurt, so. Yeah. All right, so that's the end of this episode, 55. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. For Jermaine, I got nothing else. For Nick, you got anything? No, I just I, I just want to welcome again uh, George into the uh, Room 303 family. George, what do, you have, what do you have to say for a send-off remark? I just want to say thank you guys for having me, and I uh, look forward to, to next week. Well, we'll see if you're back. <laughs> I already veto it just based on the hoodie he's wearing. <laughs> Uh, George is wearing a New England Patriots hoodie, by the way. No, I, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we had a massive day of downloads uh, a couple of days ago, so that was that was really cool to see. Um, but yeah, keep like Jermaine said, uh, uh, sub- subscribe, listen, follow us, podcast room three hundred three, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really have anything else. Out. Hey everybody, have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, "I knew insert player name here was going to do that." Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution, the Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose five out of ten player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, 
How do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. 